0: If you're a shark tank fan or business junkie check out the podcast another bite each week another bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of shark tank the hosts break down each company's pitch analyze the deals that were or weren't made and answer the million dollar question are they still a company whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a shark tank fan that just wants to relive the drama another bites your deep dive into the world of shark tank just search for another bite in your favorite podcast app like the one you're listening to right now
1: Welcome to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books with Zivi. I'm the host, Zivi Owens. I am an author. My latest is blank, pub date March 1st, a novel. I'm also a podcaster, obviously, a publisher, a bookstore owner, and so much more. If you love books, you're in the right place. In fact, we call it the Ziviverse, or really, the LA Times called it the Ziviverse, and we're going with it. Go to ZiviOwens.com to learn more and follow me on Instagram at ZiviOwens. So today is Friday, March 1st, and blank is out in the world. I cannot believe it. I am recording this earlier in the week and I have barely been sleeping. I'm like breaking out into rashes. I don't even know. I'm like freaking out, but I'm so excited. I've wanted to write a novel since my first little miniature book came out when I was nine that my grandparents made. And now finally I'm 47 and a half and my novel is out. And wow, am I excited? Please, please, please go out today. And if you do nothing else, go to an independent bookstore, just like, Stop your car when you see one, pop your head in, and say, hi, do you have Blank by Zippy Owens? And if they don't, and say, no, we don't, but we can order it, say, yes, please order it, and then go pick it up. And (laughs) it matters so much, especially in the first few days of publication when people buy books. And you can also buy it online, which of course is super easy, so please just go ahead and do that. But maybe you want a second copy, or maybe you want one for a friend, or maybe you want your book club to read it. I'm really being pushy here, but it all helps me so much. And it's my publication day, which is crazy. If you live in New York, by the way, I will be signing books today, Friday, March 1st at the Strand on the Upper West Side. And they're going to then give some copies to the regular strand downtown as well. I will be at Shakespeare and Co. I will be at Corner Bookstore on the Upper East Side, and I'm gonna head out to Brooklyn to the Montague Street branch of Bookstore Magic as well. And of course, PT Knitwear come on Tuesday because I'll have a big event there. So there will be a million signed books there too, or you could go pick one up there. So those are the indies in New York City that I know have them, but they're gonna be all over. I'm having a lot of events this week. And on last night was my event at Bedford Playhouse. Hope it went well. <laughs> Tonight, I have an event at Girls Right Now in New York City, a nonprofit with Ariana Huffington. And then on Sunday, I will be at Newtonville Books, and I will also be signing books all over Boston. So if you live in the Boston area, I will be signing at Beacon Hill and hopefully in Marblehead and all over. So go to your local stores there, and I'm making my way slowly across the whole country to sign books and meet all of you. Anyway, this episode is going to be with Julie Chavez, who has guest hosted this podcast many times. She is the author of Everyone But Myself, which is a Zibby Books book. And in this episode, she interviews me about Blank and about writing and what it takes to get a book out into the world. And we basically just had fun. And I hope you will too. Thank you so much for supporting Blank. Thank you for listening and reading and any DMs or social posts or anything. I'm just begging, begging.
2: Anything you do helps. I really, really appreciate it. Zibby Owens, welcome back to your own podcast.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Julie. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
2: I bet it is. I mean, you just transition right from interviewing to being interviewed. This just feels like so true to your life. (laughs) Yes, and of course running late. You know, we just can't get everything right all the time. I'm trying to figure out if I could ever be a person who is on time consistently, but I just don't know that it's in the cards for me. I'm pretty on time, but I don't know. I just, are you an on time person? I feel like you mostly are. Yes. I used to be early for everything. Early is my, I feel
1: better when I'm early because then I like, I'm not so anxiety ridden, but lately it's just been impossible.
2: So I've been running later. You have a lot happening. What constitutes early for you? What would be an ideal time to arrive at something? Five minutes, 10 minutes? Yeah. Five, 10 minutes. Okay. All right. See, I find these things interesting because some people are really early birds and I can't live like that. No, you're usually late or on time. Late. (laughs) I'm on time, but I misjudge, you know, how long things are actually going to take. I'm on time, but anything will throw the timeline. And I don't know why I think that things are always going to go smoothly. That's just how I roll, right?
1: Because you're an an optimist. That's a good thing. (laughs)
2: That is true. That's probably part of it. Well, I'm so happy we get to talk today about your novel because I feel like I was thinking about this last night. This marks such a special moment for you in my mind, just watching your journey. Does it feel like that for you? It does. Yes. I'm actually like kind of beaming inside and
1: like yeah, it's taken a long time to get here and to finally have a novel out. And I actually can't believe it. I was holding my miniature book. Oh, it's right here. Actually. I was showing this to my kids yesterday, like my miniature book. And I was like, well, let's look at the date. You know, when was this published? And it was like 1985. And I'm like, who can even do the math to figure out how <laughs> long, because this is what I decided I wanted to write a novel. So anyway, it's, it's been quite a while. We decided it was 39 years, but anyway, Yes. I'm going to go with their math. I
2: depend on children for math constantly. I can't. (laughs) I I don't have time for that. I love that you have that record of your beginnings for this. Will you tell me, because I'm curious, I was thinking about this. Bookends is such a wonderful memoir, and that represented, obviously, a big milestone for you. Why was it still important to write a novel? What felt different for you about writing a novel that kept you at it? Perhaps all the times i failed at writing a novel.
1: I mean, I've written several novels in the past and have kept at it and kept trying new things and, and just hadn't really figured it out or how to do it. Or I just couldn't, I just, I don't know. I get really hung up on these goals I set for myself <laughs> and, uh, I really wanted to do it. And, I've also read 8 million novels, right? And it's hard to read so much and not say, well, could I do that? Or how would I do it? Or like, let me like, 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 I feel like a kid being like, wait, could I just like get in this conversation? Could you just like let me in? Could you scooch over just a smidge? Like, could I join in, you know? So I feel like finally I like snagged a tiny little spot in this very, very
2: crowded, you know, I don't know, concert hall of people, so. That's really exciting. I'm so happy for you. And I think it makes a lot of sense. What do you think about, what is it about a novel? I mean, obviously you're goal-driven, but what is it about the novel that feels meaningful or valuable in a different way than memoir and kind of our factual reporting that we do? That's a good question, Julie. Few. <laughs> <laughs> at least I brought one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I think it's just, you know, Pippa in the novel talks about sort of the history of how how she looks at things a little bit like an art history, right? Like writing a blank novel is a commentary on everything that's come before it. And I I feel that way a little bit in writing my own novel, right? You're entering in this fast-moving stream that's going, and you just like want to throw – in like, like you're, you're on the side fishing. I'm, I i do not know what's up with all my analogies today, but there's something about joining this very powerful, you know, centuries long tradition of writing fiction, which is very different than nonfiction. Also important. I love doing it. It's much easier for me to do it. That was a milestone, but something about just joining this collective imagination and this it's an art form. And it's one that I've always so admired in other people, their ability to do it and feeling like, well, I'm not naturally this way and realizing, well, maybe most people are not naturally novelists and you have to like learn how to do it. And I don't know, there's just something, you know, timeless about like contributing to the canon of fiction, even though, you know, this will be, you know. People read it in two days and toss it aside like it's a magazine article. So it's fine. And I, I'm fi- I'm fine with that. But I don't know. It just feels, I don't know, somehow like,
2: I don't know, important in a way. That makes sense to me.
1: I think there is something. That was so- very generous of you because it barely made sense <laughs> to me as it's coming out of my mouth. I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it before. So,
2: Well, no, it is. And it was something I was noodling a little bit, but there is that idea of imagination and mm-hmm. what it takes, what I guess what place it comes from inside you too, to create something. I made a comment to Mondo the other day. he was asking about what I was working on. I was like, oh, just trying to create something that's never existed. Before that's, that's what I'm up to, just yes. willing it to come. Yeah. I'm just creating people out of thin air and yes. you know having them talk. Yes, and trying to make the dialogue not too stilted and dumb. It's really quite a challenge. Well, I can see it sounds like it was kind of that twin challenge, but I also understand how there is there is a privilege to have contributed to this amazing tradition and this thing that we believe is very worth. People's time, but it's difficult to execute. Which is to write a novel. So I think I'm so happy for you that you've done it and that now you're there. You're in the theater. You're, you know, you got your got your line in the stream. So I think that's so exciting. But I I really think the biggest thing is just how much I love
1: fiction. Yes, it's just how much I love it and how much I love ingesting it that I wanted to contribute to it. But it, it comes from my appreciation of other people's work that makes
2: it feel so important to me and exciting that's all yeah no i okay. love that that makes that makes sense i understand okay, okay let's okay. talk a little bit about pippa i'm assuming obviously since many of the people who listen to this podcast i'm assuming by the time there will be quite a few people who have already read it which is so exciting and i'm loving seeing the response to it and just people enjoying it so much i think it really is a joyful book. Tell me, just give me the quick what it's about so that for the people, for the five people listening that haven't read it, so that they'll run out and buy it. Maybe two copies. Yes.
1: yes. So 10. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I need the 10. I am sure there are a lot of people listening who haven't read it and that's okay. There's time. Blank <laughs> is about a character named Pippa Jones, who is a former best-selling novelist on deadline for her next book. It takes place over six days in LA when she finds out that she has to get her book in or her advance will be taken back, even though she's already spent it converting her pantry into an office. And at the advice, <laughs> ill intentioned, no, at the joking advice of her son, who suggests that she hand it in blank, she does and decides that she will hand this book in with no words and it will be a commentary on the publishing industry and it will be funny. And then The book is really about the impact of this decision on everything in her life, from her friendships, to her marriage, to her
2: mothering, to her career. How did Pippa arrive to you? Are you a person, like now that you've written a fictional book, did that just come to you or was it something you kind of conjured? Did you do a complicated ritual with lots of, you know, burning and maybe some dancing? Oh yeah, that's totally me. (laughs) I
1: like to I like to burn and dance. In fact, I'm packing my bag now for Burning Man because, you know, that also is totally on brand for me. No.
2: <laughs> Burning Man is my living nightmare. And I know all the people who love Burning Man are going to be like, Julie, you're missing out. And I'm okay with that. I can't. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> no, I'm like, explain this to me again.
1: <laughs> no. Okay, great. I remember hearing about it when I moved to LA after college. And I was like, all the people I worked with were all leaving for Burning Man. And I was like, ah. Uh, Okay. No, I'm going to go like to my tennis clinic and read. Anyway. Yes. No, I did not conjure up Pippa. My son suggested the idea of a blank book when I was trying to come up with an idea for my next book. Although my husband, Kyle thinks it was his idea too. So I'll just let the two of them duke it out. But uh, my son really thinks it was him. And I kind of remember it being him too, but don't tell Kyle. We won't. And I was like, oh my gosh, what a great idea for a book. Like that is something that I want to explore. What would that be? Mm. And so that is what gets me excited when there's a situation that I'm like, oh my gosh, think about all the ways this could go and what could happen and what if, and that's how I started it. And then Pippa just came pretty easily. She's not me, but definitely have some similarities. And the voice came like really easily. Now I'm writing another novel and I'm like, how am I going to make this character's voice not Pippa?
2: Oh, <laughs> like, interesting.
1: Because you know, I really like begged my editor. I was like, can I just write another book about Pippa? But uh, no. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure I know how to write another voice. <laughs> so we'll see how I how I pull it off. But Pippa came just so easily. And, and I decided early on that if I was going to take the time I didn't have to write a novel that nobody was asking or waiting for, that it had to be fun. Because otherwise mm. I was just like, why? Why am I doing this? Like, if I'm not having fun, it's not worthwhile. So, I tried to infuse it with that sense of playfulness and and fun. So then it just took off.
0: If you're a Shark Tank fan or business junkie, check out the podcast, Another Bite. Each week, Another Bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of Shark Tank. The hosts break down each company's pitch, analyze the deals that were or weren't made, and answer the million dollar question Are they still a company? Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a Shark Tank fan that just wants to relive the drama, another bite's your deep dive into the world of Shark Tank. Just search for another bite in your favorite podcast app, like the one you're listening to right now.
1: Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week.
2: I love hearing about how people kind of arrive at the story. Now, and then when you were writing, which, by the way, you did very quickly, as you do many things. I think you are a fast mover. I feel like most people know that about you, which is one of your gifts. I mean, you have an ability to just get after something, which is so amazing. When you were doing it, though, did you have to stop and step back in terms of like craft and Plot, were you thinking about a structure, or do you just write and figure all that out later?
1: No, I had a structure and a plot. I was lucky in that I sold this idea to my editor, Carmen Johnson at Little A, Mm -hmm. who published bookends. So I had to write out a whole outline and proposal to even sell it, so that okay. was a requirement. So I had that to go on, and I knew where it was going. The problem that I ran into is that I wrote the first thirty thousand words and thought I was done because I had gotten to the end by outline, and I had basically finished. And I was like, "Okay, Carmen, I finished." And she's like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> like it's so." <laughs> you know, and I, I she's like, this is like half a book. It has to be longer than this, but that ended up being a good thing. I feel like it was putting down the first layer, like laying the foundation, and then I could go back and add all sorts of stuff which and then I did that a couple times until it <laughs> got long enough. And I was like, here, it's 60,001 words. Take it. Just take it. So, I kept adding more and making it like more complex and more layers and I'm reminding myself this time around like just get to the end of the first Big chunk. And then you go back and like decorate and put on like the window treatments or whatever else.
2: Ooh, that's an interesting approach. I don't think I've ever thought about it that way. Yeah. As I slog through <laughs> currently, <it's, laughs> I, I think the same thing where I look at it and I'm like, well, I know the ending. So, I mean, do we just want to wrap this up and make it like a super short book?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not advocating this for this because it's it might not be efficient, but I don't know. I'll see how many words I can eke out of my original. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. This is definitely how it went last time. And I almost gave up on this book. I didn't actually do it that I mean, I did it quickly in that the time I allotted for it all together was not that much, but I it spread it out of a lot of time over a lot of time. So I started it. When I got this sort of book deal in the summer of 2022, and I remember this one day when I really had to get going on it, this friend of mine, Taylor, who used to own a bookstore in the Hamptons became a manager of a hotel and snuck me into a room between checkout and check-in time when my kids were at camp. So I was like, I have to use this time, these like eight hours or whatever, the time window, six hours to get a huge chunk of this Underway. So I wrote then, I wrote a bit that summer. I remember writing at the Ocean House too. And then I decided I was like, I don't have time to do this anymore. And maybe I shouldn't do this. And between summer and Thanksgiving, I got in touch with my agent and I was just like, honestly, I don't know how I'm going to get this done. I was launching the publishing company with your book. (laughs) I've heard of that. (laughs) Everyone but myself, author Julie (laughs) Chubbett. And I spent a lot of time on that. And that is something you can't rush which is mm-hmm. frustrating. I think this is the major frustration in running a business. It's like, I can do things on my own quickly. Anyway, this is why I have trouble delegating. But anyway, okay. over that Thanksgiving, makes sense. Yes. I was going to give it up. And you know, my agent's like, let's talk about it. Are you sure? You know, I know you really wanted to do this. And then over Thanksgiving with my family, I was telling them how I think I'm going to give up on this book. And they asked me what it was about. And I started describing the thing and all the things that I had coming up. And I was like, Actually, this sounds kind of good.
2: <laughs> so yes. then I decided to finish it. That's really interesting. I feel like that's the true mark of so many things, though, is that how many times along the way are you considering quitting? Yes. True. It is. And I feel like so many writers will tell us that. But I think that's an interesting thing. You've interviewed so many authors. Do you feel like you're able to metabolize those stories and that advice for yourself? Or does it feel... As difficult for you. I don't like, do you feel like there's an alchemy there that's helped you? It does help, but when
1: I was thinking about quitting, I I felt like I was really thinking about quitting. Not like <laughs> yes. not like today, I feel like not doing this anymore. Like I was like really evaluating whether or not I had the bandwidth to do it and should I do it? And then of course later, now I'm sitting here being like, I thought about quitting. But I mean I really thought about it. <laughs> and like <Yeah. laughs> when my books were rejected in the past. Like, I would hear authors say that this happened to them. And I'm like, yeah, right. But now you're on my podcast. Like, obviously, it all worked out. Like, I don't think it's actually going to work out for me. And I keep getting data to support this. Like, Mm. what if it just isn't going to happen for me? And how do I come to terms with that and put this dream aside? And yes, it kept me going. But I was also like, well, it worked out for them. But that doesn't mean it's going to work out for me. It doesn't work out for everyone. And I'm going to be one of those people it doesn't work out for, which is fine. I have this great podcast. I do all these other things in my life. Like I should be happy. But this is really what I want. So
2: it's such a struggle, too, because I was talking to another writer about this that, you know, we have to smooth out the story a little bit when we're sharing about how you got from here to there. And just like you said, you know, you say, I was thinking about quitting and we kind of have a picture of that, but then to go in a little deeper and explain, no, I actually was at that point where I thought this isn't going to work for me. And that, those emotions are so powerful, but it's so easy for us to kind of skip over them. And then when someone else is in that situation, they're only thinking of someone else's smoothed over story. So right. that is such a, that makes complete sense where you know it cognitively, but can you, Yes. can we feel it when we need to?
1: I mean, that's the uncertainty in life, right? It's like when you're at your, all your friends' weddings and you're like, well, I don't know, maybe I'm yes. not going to fall in love. Like not everybody falls in love. Like not everybody gets married. You know, it might, I might be the person this doesn't happen for, her. I might be one of the 8 million people who it doesn't pan out for their books. You know, I mean, yes. it's,
2: you just don't know. No, there is a tenderness to it I think too because it is a creative act and because you're not you're not doing it for the fame and fortune I've discovered although I do feel very famous these days the elementary schoolers <laughs> think that I am so that's what matters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it enabled you to launch your you know tiny news networks so there you to- go.
2: Oh totally that will be my claim to fame for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would love to hear what are three words that describe you? What are three words you would use to describe yourself? Well, I just finished this big branding exercise
1: for my brand. And I feel like my brand is sort of aligned with me. Okay. I think one word is warm.
2: Mm. I would
1: say warm. Is that the same as as nice or kind? Because I don't know. I don't think so. Continue. Uh, It's warm, kind. I don't know. I'm debating between motivated and determined somewhere in in there because that's part of me as well. And I'm debating saying something about like, I don't know. It's a hard question. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Some combination of like hunger for knowledge, but not in an academic way. You know, like I'd am love to learn. How about that? I don't know. Yeah. I think you're curious. Curious. That's it. Thank you. Yeah.
2: You are a curious person too. I would agree with that. Ooh, I like those. And you are all of those things. So do you find that challenging right now, that whole alignment of your person and your brand? Well, we're working on it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) well but literally i I've been working where we might be doing this new logo and all of this and and then all of a sudden I was like, this is ridiculous like I actually worked in brand development like I did this this mm-hmm. I'm good at this like why am I like I should do what I used to do I should do a competitive analysis and I should do the brand adjectives and da 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 and I should find the imagery. so I just put together this whole presentation and <laughs> And then, of course, Anne was like, when did you do this? And I was like, no, it's fine. I did it waiting for my dentist this morning and then, you know, for the hour at the beginning of the workday.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I would ask that, too. When do you do this? I feel like this is – so Elle Evans mm-hmm. recently told me that her writing style is chaos gremlin mm-hmm. because she types on her phone between patients. She's a doctor. Just for people who don't know, you'll be hearing about her book soon, Wedding Issues. Coming in April. Thank you for the plug. Yes. But she said that and I thought, what? And I feel like you have that same ability, right? Like I need everyone to stop talking to me and have at least a modicum of silence to get things done, but you just hammer it out. I can
1: do, I could do a lot of things between, you know, theoretical patients meetings, whatever, but I could not write fiction in
2: between in those spaces. I don't know. Honestly, I said, that's great. And I thought you might be a little crazy. But we'll t- I'll tell her in person next time i see her. uber talented. <laughs> I am not that talented. <laughs> you, no. Well, and some people, I think, can do that kind of code switching like that, where they can just put their mind in that mode, which is incredible. Okay. I know you mentioned, you said that writing the memoir was a little bit easier. So we'll skip over that question. Because do you like one better? I don't like one better, but
1: they're just so different. Okay. But I will say this is much more fun. The novel <sighs> is much more fun. I think it's it's lighter and I mean I know there are dark parts of this
2: book as well, but yeah. No, you did a good job making it fun. It's a it's a great read. It's a quick read and I feel like people will say that and that's not to its detriment because there are so many books out there that you slog through and it's just like I can't live like this, right? Yeah. No. It's fine. <laughs>
1: It's entertainment designed to be consumed. You know, this yes. is not supposed to be precious and poured over. And that's fine.
2: That's what I meant to do. So yeah. it's, it's all good. You did a good job. Okay. One final question that someone asked me that I'm stealing from Kelly Vick on literary podcasts because it, literary shoot prospects. That's what it is. Okay. Sorry. I okay. want to make sure I got that in. Okay. I like, li- I like literary shoot. Oh, literary shoot. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. That's what we'll name our next product. Put that on your branding yeah, slides. Yeah, I will. It'll go on. <laughs> there is a spot for a podcast name. Yeah. Okay. So she asked me if, so blank as a movie, not the characters and who's going to play who, but tell me what the theme song would be for the movie. Oh, that's a good question. The
1: theme song for the movie of blank. I don't know. Something with Taylor Swift because...
2: Oh, that feels right. Yes. I mean, really, we cued that think, right. You know now. what? I think karma. Oh, I think you're right. I think that works perfectly. I'll take that. Well, Zibby, it has been a pleasure hosting on you <laughs> on your podcast today. Thank you, Julie. But also, I just want to take this opportunity to tell you that I know your listeners are, they love you for a reason and they're loving this book. And I think it's such a, it is, I'm so happy for you that you've achieved this goal and that you're part of this club of novelists and just all the luck to blank and congratulations.
1: Thank you, Julie. You're welcome. Thank you for the interview.
2: <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure, friend.
0: If you're a shark tank fan or business junkie check out the podcast another bite each week another bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of shark tank the hosts break down each company's pitch analyze the deals that were or weren't made and answer the million dollar question are they still a company whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a shark tank fan that just wants to relive the drama another bites your deep dive into the world of shark tank just search for another bite in your favorite podcast app like the one you're listening to right now